four years uh, that four previous years were pretty quick, and then this last year has taken forever. So it feels like both two years and ten. Welcome to Geeks Without God with Nick Glover, Tim Wick, and Molly Glover. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. This week on Geeks Without God, it is another Geeky Boners episode. That's right, we're going to talk about all the stuff that's got us geeky and excited and, you know, dick jokes and stuff. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Hi, welcome to Geeks Without God. I'm your host, Nick Glover, joined as always by my co-hosts, Molly Glover. Hello! And Tim Wick. Hi, I'm a Tim Wick. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. I don't know. I, I don't Sorry. think any of us are. Mm-hmm. And uh, and today is another Geeky Boners episode. <laughs> if, if you're new to the podcast, a Geeky Boner episode is where we each talk about uh, something that's... Uh, interesting or fun or, or holding our attention right now it's got us rock uh, hard with our penis and we right? also yes. make dick jokes yeah mm-hmm. yeah that the two go hand in hand not unlike a penis <laughs> That's right. uh, tim oh what has you rigid yeah i you know i'm super excited uh pat wanted an apple tv for her birthday so I'm yeah. like, sure, let, let's get an Apple TV. And I mean, we've got a bunch of streaming services and we've been watching it through uh, my eldest's uh, Xbox. Um, yeah. And swapping yeah. between swapping between the, the apps is a little frustrating and shit like that. Um, and so Pat was like, let's get it. Let's get a an Apple TV, get everything through the same the same device and easy to do. And then if if he wants to take his Xbox upstairs, he can do that and exactly. not be like, God damn it. They're watching some stupid shit on Paramount Plus and and I, <laughs> and I just don't understand what's wrong with them. So so we got an Apple TV and it's just like uh, the greatest thing ever. I don't know why. Yeah. Because it's the same apps as every as, as, as ever. Right. You know, but but you can like you can like talk at your uh, at your remote control. And say, hey, I want to watch this on this app. And it'll just pull the fucker up. Oh, that's and, great. And you can start playing it. Um, and uh, it also, the greatest thing ever is that I've got, because it's Apple, it's all integrated, right? So I've got a remote control for Apple TV that's on my phone. Yeah, so I can yeah. use my phone to turn on my TV. Because when yeah. you turn on Apple TV, it will turn on the TV and the sound system all at the same time. So it's a single remote, controls everything. Uh, and it's just been just been kind of fun. We've been we've been playing with it for the last couple of days. Uh, we downloaded like we we decided what the hell let's get like the Bravo app because we are big top shelf top chef excuse me nerds. Sure. And so I downloaded You're also Bra- top shelf nerds though. Yeah, well, I mean yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, top shelf nerds. But uh, I was like, I wonder cuz there's supposed to be a new season of Top Chef coming out and we mm. could probably like watch it as it comes out if we had the Bravo app. And wouldn't you know it started coming out last week. We're like, yes. Hey! Yes. Awesome. So now you can watch all the real housewives of Beverly Hills. We can, and and we're not going to, but the thing is it's possible and that's that's the it re- is. 
That's the really can, important thing. My understanding um, is when you have the Bravo app, you can watch what happens. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> yes. And the other thing is that we picked up some movies over time um, through Apple. Sure. That if you got Apple TV, everything that you've you've paid Apple for is on the on Apple TV once you log in with your user yeah. ID. So your iTunes it's, movies and stuff. It's got a yeah. real snappy interface. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it's very uh, responsive with a very snappy interface. Uh, and the remote has some tactile feedback too, isn't that? It does. It does. It it it, it will shake a little bit. It also it does have a clicker. Um, it, it, you know, it's like with Apple, it's like you get very few buttons, but it's amazing how much they do once you learn mm-hmm. how to operate the remote. And again, you can have it on your iPhone and your iPad and you've got the physical remote. It's also, and I mean, this is, this makes no difference to most people, but it's got a screensaver setting that's like mm. just like drones flying over cities in slow motion, yeah. like over yeah. Hong Kong, over the Golden Gate Bridge, flying around the side of the Big Island on Hawaii. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like super zen. And, and so that's awesome. Every now and again, every it's like most of the time I just want to leave the freaking TV on, even when we're not watching something. Um, so about the only thing that's a little frustrating, it doesn't have a browser. Right. Um, mm. And so there are times, you know, it does have YouTube, so you can just pull up YouTube and watch it there. But every now and again, it's like, oh, I would love to pull up a browser to pull up the Wikipedia article about this thing so we can just read it on the TV after we watched a show or what have you. But uh, that's that's a minor, minor complaint. It's just been you, great. Can you airplay stuff from your phone to the TV? Like, can you, when you're yeah. on a web page on your phone, can you then throw it up to the TV there? Yeah, you can. Just not not through Apple TV. Just an extra step. Yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, not a big deal, but yeah, like, it's it's an extra step. So it it surprises me that they didn't include a browser, um, and that yeah. that you when I went to the App Store, there were no browser options, and since it the has to be connected to, be so to the clunky. Well, yeah. I mean, the nice thing is it's got a really easy uh, voice to text feature Mm -hmm. so you know most of the time if you want to watch something you just like you know hey siri open disney plus show frozen Mm -hmm. and i just told my phone to open disney plus and show frozen so i'm i'm listening to i'm listening to a book right now where the character in the book said something to siri and the home pod was like i'm sorry i don't think i know what's it it's like no god damn it like yeah shut up siri I will say Apple really rewards you for better or for worse uh, for having lot all Apple products. Yeah. Like the more it's it's yeah. If you have you know a MacBook and an, the watch and the phone and an iPad and the Apple TV and everything like they they do work together really well. And so they they I will say that they are expensive devices, but there is a lot of good synchronicity between them. That's that's very simple. And the Apple TV was not that pricey. I mean, it, it is it is more expensive than like a Roku or something, but it was only 200 bucks, which surprised yeah, that's me. Not, that's not bad. Um, my experience with the Roku was not super positive in terms of like interface lag and like memory issues with, with some apps. Like I couldn't get the Apple TV Plus app to work for shit on our Roku Ultra. And it's a Roku Ultra. Like, it yeah. does 4K video, and it wouldn't run the, the Apple TV app. So we didn't watch any of that stuff until the app came out to Xbox. 
Yeah. And obviously Apple TV app is on uh, on the Apple TV. So right, you just right. keep well, watching have Ted you... Lasso over and over again. And <laughs> waiting I was for just about to two. say, have you, have you found anything new that you like or are you just rewatching <laughs> Ted Lasso? <laughs> Um, you know, yeah. Uh, one thing that I will say that we've watched that, that uh, well, we just watched Shit's Creek. That was great. Um, and another thing that we watched, there's a, on Netflix, there's a documentary called Athlete A. Um, and it is a documentary about uh, what happened with the U.S. gymnastics team and uh, the Dr. Larry Nasser, the abuse mm-hmm. cases there. Uh, it's a really good and documentary. He killed himself. Uh, he didn't kill himself. He's still no. In jail. The other one did. The, co- the the coach, not the coach, but the doc. Like there was the doctor, and then there was the coach who was also associated with that. He just mm. killed himself like two okay. weeks ago. I missed yeah. that. As soon as they were like, we've got trafficking charges and all this other shit. We've got all these victims, and the charges are coming. Like that, the the, the story broke, and like that night he killed himself. Yeah. It was such bullshit. So yeah. So athlete A, and the reason it this sticks with me is athlete a is about one specific gymnast who was uh, second in the world nearly made the u.s olympic team and was one of the first people was one of the first gymnasts to report larry nasser to Mm -hmm. usa gymnastics Mm -hmm. um and basically how they fucked it up from there um that gymnast (laughs) is my former doctor's daughter. Oh, wow. So so my general practitioner who just retired like a year and a half ago yeah. is like all over this fucking documentary. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> that's weird. You watch this documentary and you're like, turf finger has been in my butt. Yeah, right? Like that doctor has had their finger in my butt and like has been like, they know that, yeah, that's weird. My dick has been in those hands. Yeah. Um, you know, those, it's funny. Those are none of the things I thought about, but they are true. <laughs> they um, are true. And, and now you anyway, won't be able to stop thinking about them. <laughs> anyway, it's, uh, it's a good series. Also, the other series that we watched uh, recently, Queen's Gambit, which just came out. Oh, yeah. Really, really fucking good. And by the same showrunners, a couple years back, there was a Western series called Godless, mm. um, which stars Jeff Daniels as a complete, completely awful human being. Nice. Uh, and uh, that one's really good, too. So a couple of things on Netflix that, nice. Those that we have great. watched lately. So that's, that's, uh, that's my boner. It's an Apple boner. It's a good boner. Yeah. It's got a rotten core. It's got a rotten mm-hmm. core. <laughs> Holly, what uh, is your boner? Yeah, so uh, my boner right now is actually uh, free time uh, because <laughs> I am on I am on paid sabbatical. Uh, the, uh, at, at FFG, when you hit 10 years, uh, once you hit 10 years, you are eligible to take a 30-day paid sabbatical technically it's it's uh i i, I mean I'm, I'm it covers weekends but it is uh the in that time all of the weekdays i am it's paid. 30 sequential days it's 30 sequential days uh the work days for which i am paid so i started that uh just yesterday and uh i have already read uh, uh i read a whole book and a half so far i am loving it i'm just reading and cooking but the the books i've been reading uh are particularly great uh, I I read uh, We Need to Talk About Kevin, which is a movie uh, a lot of people probably have seen with Tilda Swinton and uh, Ezra, uh, Miller. Uh, Ezra Miller. We are going to watch that, uh, if not later tonight, then tomorrow, because I am very excited to, to watch the movie, or maybe I'll watch it without you. But uh, the book was great. Uh, it is a, a really 
oh boy, it covers feminism and motherhood and mental illness and attachment to your children versus not and like just uh, Americanism, globalism, like it's not the gross globalism like people say, like conspiracy theorists, but like world culture, I guess, you know, sure. like kind of a sense. It was really well written and it's it's been, a, I read a lot of murder trash. So it was really nice to read a book that was like, it's fucking literature. Like it's, I mean, it's a, it's straight up, like it's really, it's really, uh, it is complex. It was murder recycling. It was, yeah. huh. it was, it was, it was a very complex book that was really enjoyable to read. Uh, uh, I also uh, am reading the third book in the You series by Carolyn Kepnes, which I have talked about before. Mm -hmm. uh, the third book came out today, and I'm about two thirds of the way through it. Santino Fontana is narrating it again. The inestimable, uh, he's amazing. Uh, it's really good. Again, if you like, uh, if you like like thrillers and stuff, so. Uh, one more thing I did is I watched uh, Behind Her Eyes on Netflix, which is really good. Uh, Tim, I think you and Pat might like it. Uh, it's 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 a drama, but it's very it's a thriller. It's it's very like weird and dark and twisty. Uh, I think I may has, have seen it. Is it is it a current film or is it a? It's a current. It's a limited series on Netflix. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Then uh, yeah, then so, yeah. It stars uh, Bono's daughter. Uh, is it, it's, uh, her, I can't think of her first name. Her last name is Houston, uh, like Bono himself. Uh, but it's, it's, that is a really, I read that book recently and then I watched the, the show, like literally the next day I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this show. Uh, and it's actually a pretty well done, faithful adaptation. Uh, Eve Houston is her name. Uh, yeah. So I just, I've been having, I have, I have leisure time and I've been really enjoying, uh, delving into reading and, uh, consuming all of the, like, I finally have time because, you know, we both work full time. So if we're going to watch TV, we're going to watch something we both want to watch. Mm -hmm. And I have a tendency to fall asleep early, whereas Nick stays up a little later so he can watch the stuff that just he likes to watch on his own. You know, when I'm asleep, he can watch stuff late at night or, you know, with his job, sometimes, you know, if he's just babysitting a, a process, he can watch like an anime or something in the background. But, like, I can't really do that with my job because I'm getting interrupted about every five minutes to talk to somebody about something. So what's very exciting is I have time during the day now and I can be like, if there's something that I'm like, oh, Nick will not like this because it's like my kind of garbage, not not mm -hmm. his kind of trash. Uh, I'll be able to just sit down and watch it during the day. Uh, so that's, that's great. I'm looking forward to... Uh, uh, checking out some terrible, uh, like, like I tried to watch Hotel Cecil, which is a movie about the Hotel Cecil, uh, or it's a docu docu-series, which is uh, where the Black Dahlia murders happened. And I guess a bunch mm. of other murders have happened there. But like, I got about five minutes in and it was like, the person was like, is the Hotel Cecil just a place where some murders have happened? Or is it the paranormal nexus of dark evil energy? And I'm like, Fuck nope. that. <laughs> nope. Like, it's a fucking <laughs> hotel. Like, nope, done. I don't need to hear about the nexus of paranormal energy tanks. That's yeah. stupid. Pretty soon Buffy the Vampire Slayer shows up. Right, and, right. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really nice to have uh, the time to just sort of like, like it's, I haven't had this, I mean, it's almost, it's four and a half weeks off and mm -hmm. I haven't had more than a week off 
since I was in high school and my school happened to do two weeks for summer break for, for uh, or I guess in summer vacations, right? Since yeah. college would be out for the summer. So it's just kind of great to be like, I'm just going to read a book all day. I'm going to lay on the couch and I'm just going to read this book. That's all I'm going to do today. I'm going to have meals and bathroom breaks and I'm going to read. You you got a lot of sun yesterday too. Oh yeah. I laid out in the, the sun yesterday because there was. We oh had my a- God. It's such a great, it was like mid eighties. Fucking oh, it crazy was so for good. April. I put on my bikini and laid out on the deck and I discovered that uh, laying on a beach towel on a deck is much more uncomfortable than laying on a beach towel on grass. Yeah. Uh, huh. So that didn't, that lasted for about 10 minutes. And then I was like, I guess I just got to sit in this chair. I'm going to get a deck chair lounge. of some yes. sort. Yeah. yeah. I need, I need a long, I need a, an elongated deck chair, but mm-hmm. yeah, I am just, well, your birthday's uh, coming up. So yeah, that's the thing is my sabbatical is going to cover. It'll be during uh, our anniversary, my birthday, uh, as well as just like in general, April and, and the early May is a great time in Minnesota for planting and, you know, getting the yard all set up well, and everything. That last week will have been uh, both of us have gotten our second vaccine and then yep. several weeks have passed. Yep. And then so, also you are just on your leg brace and off crutches yep. at the same time. I just got off crutches after six weeks on crutches uh, because I have a, it's a long story, but I, I ran too much for too long. And so I've, I've got damage and arthritis and one of my knees has a uh, micro fractures in the bones. And so I uh. can't put any weight on it for a while, but I'm off crutches. Now I got this badass leg brace. So I can actually, I drove myself to target today for the first time since February. Yeah. So I drove a car. I walked around target. It's been great. And I'm only two days in, I got 28 days to go. It's, and every it's, one uh, of them is going to be better than the last boner by the end of this is going to be like, so engorged that the skin's going to be like breaking in places. Cause it's going to be too tight. You're going to be like, like the house, be, the house we bought is too small for my boner. Yeah, you know how they yeah. say, like if you if you have a boner for more than four hours, you should call a doctor. Yeah. Well, it's going to be a thirty day boner. Oh and, no! I mean, that's not that's not good. Priapism. It's yeah, definitely gonna, priapism. Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. That's bad Nick, news. Nick, speaking of boners and <laughs> and uh, I guess uncomfortable erections. Yeah. What's got you? What's got you going? What's got uh, you hard? My pumped. My boner throbbing. actually is. Oh boy. I don't know if there's a diplomatic way to say this. My boner is related to Tim's boner, actually. Docking. Oh, wow. um, uh, <laughs> so uh, we've, Molly and I, you know, moved, we bought a house, we moved into back to Minneapolis. And um, I've had a, a couple of like home improvement things that I've had to do. Uh, I don't, I don't have a lot of experience with, uh, like line voltage electrician work. I have a lot of experience with low voltage electrician work from either, you know, network cabling stuff or soldering keyboards and whatnot, um, simple circuits. So there was a, an outlet in our house that was being a, a particular piece of shit. It, and it crackled when you turned it on. Mm, it would go like... That's not, a, like sound, that's not a sound you like. No, it was a bad sound. It was a real bad yeah. sound. Your lizard brain uh, retracted from yeah. the sound. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna just flip this switch off right now. Yeah, right yeah. now. So I, I uh, had to the whoever is responsible for labeling the fuses in our fuse box is using some sort of arcane rune system that has been <laughs> lost, and there is no uh, Rosetta Stone left behind to translate. 
so I had to, I've had to do some identification of the, the fuses to, to replace that switch, but uh, replace it I did with a uh, smart switch that ties into the Wi-Fi, which ties into our home automation. Um, Molly and I have had a HomePod for a couple of years. A couple of years. It's an Apple. It's a like a. It's like an Apple Alexa. It's like their smart sure. speaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in yep. our living room. It it. But um, it does something that the Apple TV can also do, and that it operates as a home hub, which means that um, you it can control all your devices in your house, even if you're not home. Uh, as like a central point. So we have some hue lights that it can control so we can, you know, turn off and on our bedside table lights without getting out of bed. And um, we can, you know, turn on uh, here. Hang, hang on uh, for this will be something for the YouTube. Oh, you can see the light switch I replaced. Turn on the bar light. Hey. Oh, look at that. For the radio listeners, a light just came on. Turn off the bar light. <laughs> <laughs> it hurt Molly. Oh, that didn't work. Turn off the bar light. So, um, so. Oh, there it did. It hey. did. Wow. So that's some stuff I've been, I've been tinkering with, but it gets a little bit more complicated than that too, because uh, the, the previous owner of the house left behind two Nest cameras and Nest is now a Google uh, product. And hmm. that doesn't play well with, uh, Apple's ecosystem, as we were kind of discussing a little bit earlier. Um, and then we have a couple of WISE cameras, W-Y-Z-E. They're a very inexpensive uh, camera to set up at, at home for, you know, keep an eye on your pets or your garage or, or whatever. We, we originally couple... got it to keep an eye on the puppy right, when she sure. was a baby, just well, so we could puppy Keep an cam. eye on her in, in her kennel while we weren't home and stuff. So, um and then eventually we put one in the garage so we could make sure we closed the garage door behind us after we left because we kept kind of forgetting. Um, so now uh, I have found out that you can uh, roll something on, uh, like if you have a Raspberry Pi or if you have a Mac Mini or some other kind of any sort of like Linux, Unix-based server in your house, you can put something on it called HomeBridge. Or if you want a more user-friendly version of Homebridge, there's something called Hoobs, H-O-O-B-S, that will allow you to, uh, it acts as a bridge to bridge these other devices that aren't in Apple's ecosystem with your Apple HomeKit. Mm. So uh, after a lot of really fucking tedious work for the Nest cameras, uh, involving snagging like cookies and like API output from the Google login screen in developer mode in your browser to get like a session key and that sort of shit. Uh, I got the Nest cameras working in Apple Home now. So you can pull up home, you can look at, you know, the, the view of the garage or the view of the back door and that sort of thing. And then I put custom firmware or, or special firmware on one of the wise cameras to get that added to home kit to, to poops so that I can get it added to mm -hmm. home. Uh, and then I'm going to do that to the other camera as well. 
but uh, it's been super fun and, and really cool. I realized that the, um, the FFMPG plugin that manages cameras and actually like transcodes the video was being very resource intensive on the Raspberry Pi I was using. I was using a, a Pi 2 Model B with like a gig of RAM. And, uh, Which isn't much RAM for no, all of the video cameras and right. stuff you were yeah. running, yeah. And also that's operating as a, what's called a pie hole, which is a local <laughs> DNS server that uses uh, real-time blacklists to, uh, you set it as your DNS server for resolution on your mm -hmm. uh, computers and stuff on your network. And anytime you requests to resolve something that is an ad, it just doesn't resolve that DNS address for you. Um, so it, it takes care of a lot of ads and, and uh, uh, Snoopy traffic on your network too, which is good for home automation. But um, it was doing that as well, this Raspberry Pi. So I went and bought a Raspberry Pi 4 with four gigs of RAM. And I think it's like a quad core processor. Uh, it's like the size of two business cards. It's a deck of cards. It's like, a, yeah. like the size of a deck of cards. And if this was a computer when I was in high school, it probably would have cost $10,000. I mean, I, I don't even know if it was conceived yeah. of. Yeah. And it, it and he went to Micro Center and just picked it up for like 50 bucks. Like yeah. it's just the the <laughs> the size and the the way that they can fit stuff. It's just astonishing. It's great. Yeah. Uh, and, and they have like two HDMI ports on them now and they can do 4K video and all that shit. So, it's crazy. Uh, but these are up, this is operating as like a headless yeah. unit. So I have to open it you know, over the network to get to it. But uh, so I, I redid everything on this new Raspberry Pi with better hardware and tied that in. So the new switch and our cameras and our lights and all that stuff are all uh, connected to our home automation system. And then, so next I'm going to replace the light switches that control all the lights in our media den, which is where we're recording in now with uh, dimmable smart switches that are the same company that made the one that I, I put in the bar. Uh, Wemo uh, is, the, is the brand so that we can dim and voice control all the lights in the media room. Uh, in our old house, we had this thing set up where all the, our all our lights in our living room were hue lights. We could say, "Hey, you know, Apple lady." Hey, Apple lady. Hey, Apple lady. Uh, we're watching a movie, <laughs> and it would change all the hue lights to like purple and blue and like a, oh, yeah. a darker color mm -hmm. to to kind of set the mood for watching something. Uh, we'll be able to set up an automation like that as well, where you know, when we go to watch a movie, you can even set it up where you can turn like a use a smart remote link to all this as well. So that when you hit play on your smart remote, it turns on your TV, it turns on your soundbar, it turns on your Xbox, and then it dims the lights mm. and so, does all that with like a single touch. So here's my question for you. Yeah, uh, you're. Let's say we've reached the point where uh, you can you you feel safe going on a vacation somewhere again. You could theoretically use your phone from Florida to yeah. turn on the lights at your house if you're like, yep. we want to make people think we're home at night. So yep. I'm going to just say, hey, I know it's dark at home. Hey, see, uh, uh, hey, Apple lady, <laughs> <laughs> turn yeah. on, nope. turn on the living room lights, and it would happen. Yep. Yep. Even more, you could set up a schedule 
so that on Mondays, the lights go off at, at, at 8 p.m. And then on Tuesdays, they go off at 10. And then on Wednesday, like, yeah. you can make it like on a day of the week so that it looks varied. Off but you can also control it just with your phone app. Yeah. And, and then, uh, oh, and I, I also wired in a an Echobee thermostat, which is what we had at the last house too, but I, I put one in here. It required a little bit of extra wiring. So that ties into the home kit as well. So we can control our uh, air conditioning and heating and the, the fan even separately from the air conditioning and heating. So if we the set the HVAC. house, if we set the house to 63, but then we go away and it's like actually really cold outside while we're gone that we weren't expecting and we want to make it a little warmer for the cat or something, we could, we could heat Please. up the house a little bit more yeah. when we're gone. Yeah. And, it's pretty dope. We can, uh, I think I want to get a smart plug to control the heated cat bed we have so that we can have the heated cat bed turn on for him at at night and that sort of thing it's his favorite thing you can yeah so like if you're on vacation you can set it up so that it controls your thermostat and keeps your pipes from freezing and keeps it at a more energy saving level while you're gone while also managing all your lights to kind of make it seem yep. like you're you're more home yeah. it's been it, cool you did a good job with it it's, all. it's fun and the way you didn't shock yourself at all. i not a single time well done yeah. yeah i uh i'm looking forward to replacing those other light switches it's gonna be yep. great i've got a, a usb uh outlet too to put in somewhere in the house i want to find a good spot it's like two outlet switches but then it has usb switches on the side too so I'll I'll throw that in somewhere, maybe like right over there. Sure. Yeah. Mm. That's good. my boner. Another another Easter anybody? egg for but, somebody who's got the video. But Tim, your Apple TV can act as a a home like a hub. Hub. So that if you went out and got hue lights or, yeah, or I, I want to do that. I that that is yeah. something that I've been wanting to do. So I should, I should get on that. It's pretty great to be able to say, "Hey, Apple lady, turn off the living room lights when you're in bed," and you realize that you forgot yes. to turn off the living room lights. Oh my god, that'd be so and great! So no one has to get up. And, like yeah. And rather than getting expensive bulbs, you can just replace a switch. Yeah. And then yeah. any light bulb that you plug in there will work. Or yep, if you yep. want colored stuff, Hue does that pretty well too. And there's some other options out there. Yeah. It's been great. Molly? Yeah. You have five questions from I do. a listener. Five it's questions actually, from a listener. We've been we've had such a, a, a plethora of great guests that we actually haven't gotten to do five questions from a listener in quite some time. It's been a little while. Uh, so they actually wrote in with their questions back in February. Oh wow. So good. We've been where, piling them up. That's important. Yes, I just want, but they are, it's very exciting. They say, uh, they have a little preamble here I'm going to read. All right. It says, uh, I'm a resident of rural southeastern central Georgia. I have a friend or two that are atheists, but I'm mostly surrounded by Baptists and Southern Baptists with the occasional Methodist or Presbyterian thrown in. I grew up surrounded by believers, so I kept my atheism to myself till I was 35 or so when my mom mm -hmm. died. My father talked a lot about God in the weeks and months following her passing, and I felt bad about agreeing with him about seeing her again in heaven. I was lying by going along with him, and it finally bothered me enough that I admitted I didn't believe. Now, I hadn't believed in God since I was eight and figured out that the Noah's Ark shit wasn't feasible. And I was telling that to a man who believed in God strongly enough. He once hired five times the number of trucks he needed to haul off his grain because he believed the single grain bin of soybeans he had would magically keep putting out grain until all the trucks were oh, full. Boy. In the Jesus. end, he decided God would help me learn the truth in his own time. And that's mostly how we've left it. This brings me to question one. Yeah. 
Question one, what's the most difficult conversation you've ever had to have about your atheism? Hmm. Uh, there was a, it's, it's not specifically atheism, but it does also encompass that. Uh, there was a, my, my mother's family is, uh, very Lutheran. Mm -hmm. The, the, the patriarch of the family, my grandfather is a Lutheran minister, uh, retired, but not really cause they don't really retire. Mm -hmm. And he, he's a cool guy. And I want to emphasize that they're all pretty reasonable folks. As far as like religious folks go, they have a lot of compassion and they have a lot of, uh, good in them mm -hmm. mr rogers right yep but uh i have an aunt that was very puzzled about us going to a unitarian church when i was a teenager and one thanksgiving i was very much cornered and and put through the ringer with questions from her mm. about what i believe and what they teach there and how is it even a religion and a lot of her questions were very well-meaning because she was trying to understand because all she has is this very rural Minnesotan mm -hmm. Lutheran upbringing and existence. I mean, her, her daughter, yeah. my cousins, her daughters. Her questions came from a good place. Well-intended. Yeah. Yes. But I mean, the, the rigorous way she was asking those questions, you know, drove my mom to tears. Yeah. Like it was, cause it was, it was very bullying. And yeah. I was a, a teenage kid who, couldn't necessarily hold my own in that argument the whole time, but you know it also included not believing in in any Christian deity or anything like that. And she had a lot of questions about that, and, <laughs> and I did not have the answers she was looking for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you never would have, even if you no, were no, no. It, it wouldn't now. have been good enough. Yeah. Even now, <laughs> when I have the the tools to you know hold up my end of that conversation a little bit more mm -hmm. uh, yeah. strongly i don't there i don't think i'd be able to answer her questions to her satisfaction yeah. because no. they're not in that book tim what about what about you yeah you know it's hard because i haven't had a lot of super difficult conversations about about my atheism but um I have, I mean, we all have, have christian friends and i'm not going to name any names but i have one christian friend who when I was being open about what I do or don't believe was like saying going into, and, and even though they're a liberal Christian friend, they were talking about, well, I have a lot of atheist friends and they make me feel kind of like this. And they make me feel like I have to defend my mm -hmm. belief in God and everything like that. And I'm like, well, welcome to the world of every atheist. Right. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, it, it was the difficult conversation in that, trying to get a, a Christian to understand you aren't in the minority here. Mm -hmm. And even if you have persecuted. a lot of, even if you have a lot of atheist friends who are choosing to be vocal about it and that makes you uncomfortable, you still mm -hmm. aren't in the minority. Yeah. Um, even if you're in the minority among your friends group, right? Yeah. And every like, time you talk about your Christianity, it doesn't occur to you whether or not it makes your atheist friends uncomfortable and you don't care. Mm -hmm. that's, because that's absolutely you know, the discomfort of being confronted yeah. with one's yep. privilege. Yeah. Um, and that was a difficult conversation to have um, because the person wasn't coming necessarily from a place of negativity about me being an atheist. Right. They were they were trying to be understanding and caring and compassionate, but they were still mm -hmm. speaking from their perspective of privilege and helping them mm -hmm. on it, trying to get them to understand. It's like, 
this is how I feel all the time because this yeah. world is built for you. And yeah. so the yeah. fact that yeah. I make you uncomfortable does not make me feel bad. Um, yeah. Because I go out my door and see churches and billboards and listen to friends talk about their belief in God. And, and it, I, it happens. closed because it's Easter. Yeah. It happens <laughs> all the fucking time. And, yep. it, and that's not your experience. So yep. if me saying I don't believe in God makes you uncomfortable, that's, you know, the way it is. Yeah. Um, uh, for me, it was uh, when my mother was still uh, purportedly religious, you know, a deist, I guess, at, at best. Right? She was still saying she was still doing that whole I'm spiritual. I believe there's something, you know, there, there has to be something kind of a thing. And she asked me, uh uh, she, I was saying how she, we were talking about the podcast, actually. And she was like, well, you're I mean, you're an atheist, but you're not an asshole. And I was like, well, OK, what is what does that mean? And she was like, well, you're I mean, you you still you still respect people uh, who, for and you respect their beliefs. And I was like, I respect people's right to have those beliefs. And she's like, right. But you don't think less of somebody because they are religious. And I was like, yes, I do. And she got mad and she's yeah. like what what do you mean she, and I'm, she's like i didn't raise you that way i'm like it doesn't matter what you raised me but like yes i do automatically have a little less respect for somebody who has religious beliefs and it's not that, that that if that makes me an asshole that so be it but a little bit like when i find out when i when i go to some a celebrity's twitter profile and their bio says actor husband jesus follower like mm -hmm. everything, you know, think what I do, I do for love and for Christ. I, I'm always like, oh, like it's just yeah. a little bit, a, a little bit. A friend eats at Chick-fil-A. Yeah. A friend who eats at Chick-fil-A who says, like, I don't care. Their chicken's great. Or uh, even somebody who's like, you know, well, I, I respect your atheism, but, you know, I do believe you are going to hell. Like just th this. It's that it's cognitive dissonance. And I can, I have the right to respect someone a little less for it. I, no one is owed my respect. And so we were trying to talk this through and, and I'm like, you know, why and we had, it was really like getting to the fundamentalist, the fundamentals of are people automatically owed respect is, or is it a null mm. thing that they earn or they lose? Right. And so it was a hard conversation because she really was upset about it and thought that it made me a, a, not as good of a person. Yeah. And I kind of don't care. <laughs> like, I was <laughs> like, I mean, that's fine. Okay. All right. So question two, uh, I'm going to read you the question and I'm going to read you their answer. Okay. Right? When did you first realize you were an atheist? I knew I didn't believe the Bible around eight. My pastor often said, if one word of the Bible wasn't true, then none of it was. So once mm. I doubted a few stories, that pretty much put the kibosh on that. That's a bad start, isn't it? <laughs> right? Bad call, what buddy? kind of pastor says if one yeah, word geez. of the Bible isn't true, none of it is. That's crazy. Uh, for me, it definitely was, uh, we've talked about this before, but uh, when I was, the, the moment I knew for sure was I was about 10 or 11 and my two best friends were Jewish. Uh, and one of them was adopted into a Jewish family. So I, I, my, my father, who had become born again after uh, his adultery and bigamy, because, uh, you know, that way he could be forgiven, was telling me that uh, my friends, that it was up to me to get my friends to believe in Jesus. And I was like, that's, I'm not going to do that. They're Jews, dad. They're Jews. Like, what are you talking about? And he was like, well, unfortunately, that does mean that they will go to hell if they don't accept Christ as their Lord and Savior. And I'm like, well, that's not fair. 
you know, they were born Jewish. I mean, Noah was adopted Jewish. He didn't even like, he definitely didn't like, what? That doesn't make any sense. It's like, well, that's why it's up to you. And at that moment, I just knew that was bullshit. But that was mm-hmm. complete bullshit. And that if there was any, if there was any God that thought that way, that thought that two 10 year olds, if they died today, were going to go to hell because their parents were Jewish, basically, that that was the stupidest thing I'd ever heard. And I didn't want to believe in any God that yeah. that that mm-hmm. thought that way. And it wasn't much of a leap after that to be like, well, if, if there's if it, if that's not God, then it sounds like there might not be any God, mm-hmm. you know, but that was when I first started doubting. I wouldn't I don't think I called myself an atheist until I was in my 30s. Mm-hmm. was really when I was like, no, I mean, it was right around the time we decided to do the show, really, was like, no, I mean, I'm an actual, I'm an atheist for sure. It's not about, oh, I'm not sure, or I don't know what God is. It's like, no, there's nothing. There's there's, yeah. there's no way. There's no way there's all these different things that are so shitty. And a God mm-hmm. who's just like, well, have fun. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's me. Yeah, I, um, I mean... I couldn't tell you an exact moment when I'm like, oh, I'm an atheist. That's that's what I am. I can say that, I mean, I have a memory of a moment when I was about seven and I was at uh, at summer camp. And uh, I mean, I was a nerd. I, I got I got what? bullied a lot. I know it's weird. <laughs> I got bullied a lot and I got bullied at camp and I wasn't with my family. I was all alone. And that was rough. And I remember that I'd been bullied really hard one day and I was like sitting somewhere alone crying because bullies are assholes and a camp counselor came up to me and was like you know what's going on and i said this kid's bullying me and it really sucks and and the camp counselor said well don't worry because god loves you and that's that's the really important thing to remember that no matter what these kids say or do at least god's god loves you and i'm like that didn't help that didn't make Mm -hmm. me feel better i'm Mm -hmm. like what about those fuckers that are bullying people you know love them yeah (laughs) because i bet you're going to tell me he does and that does it's like so God loves everybody the same, and that's bullshit. Yeah. Because um, those kids are assholes, and at the and very least, they shouldn't fucking get Jello for dinner. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, where's the smiting? Where's the yeah. smiting? <laughs> I didn't. I, I mean, I I didn't call myself a, a an atheist then, but I mean that was the first moment where it was like this whole God thing does not make sense, mm-hmm. and and basically mm-hmm. every God thing from there on didn't make sense. And I, I went along with it, but never really bought it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, similar. I, I don't think there was ever a moment. There's not like a, aha, you know, no God uh, moment for me at all. I, I, you know, it's hard to, I don't, my memory of like childhood and stuff like that isn't super stellar, but I don't know if there was ever a moment when I really had faith. Uh, uh, of any kind, there was definitely like religious practices or or ritual. Like again, you know, my grandfather every fucking Easter we'd go see him do his sermon, and you know, all of my re- religious memories from childhood are of being bored to fucking tears. Mm. Like I mm. hated going to church. I hated all of that and none of it really fit or or felt right to me until we started going to a unitarian church when i was a teenager when the focus there was on um you know uh social justice and, and, and humanity. yep yep and and uh you know being a 
person and and, and people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I I don't have a moment when, I, but I did mm-hmm. not. There was there were, again like Molly and Tim were both saying there was a time later in my twenties you know, when I was like actually atheist now like mm-hmm. i'm just gonna say atheist now yeah i don't think there was any one thing that that brought me to that point but it was sometime in my 20s when i was like nope atheist mm-hmm. done mm-hmm. all right question three again i'm gonna read a question and then their answer was there any pop culture touchstones that helped you feel that being an atheist was okay it's probably a lot of people's answer, but Star Trek The Next Generation and The Undiscovered mm. Country gave me the idea that maybe I wasn't weird. I was just more intelligent or maybe more advanced than my parents and peers. Not necessarily true, but for a teenager who felt alone in his beliefs, it was a helpful confidence boost. Yeah. I mean, Star Trek's a great source as far as far as non-belief uh, an atheist society. Did that, yeah. is that, is that, would you say that's your answer as well? No, I guess I'm just responding yeah. to their yeah, answer. Yeah. My, my answer would be, uh, religious, the Bill Maher movie. Religious. Religious. Yeah. It, it, um, Bill Maher is problematic, but, um, I mean, we've talked about it on the podcast before, but that was a, um, cause at the end, one of the things he talks about is atheists don't speak up. Mm-hmm. Atheists are this quiet, there, there are more atheists in America than there are. Uh, people who are Jewish, and yet the Jewish lobby has enormous power and the atheist lobby has none. And it's like that idea that you have to be forward about being atheist in order for it to have an impact on how things work in this country. So it had a big, it was the moment where I was Mm -hmm. like, you know what, I, I am an atheist and I need to stop pretending that that's something I shouldn't talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the same for me. Um, it's religious. I mean that that was that was the movie where I was like, again, yeah, Bill Maher, he's a fucking asshole, and I really dislike his show, and I really dislike how he gives a platform to a lot of right wing pieces of shit. But also, like that movie specifically about atheism and about being counted and being heard was fairly important mm-hmm. to me like more outwardly identifying as an atheist and being more vocal as an atheist for sure i think in terms of like a pop culture thing that made me feel like being an atheist was okay i don't know that i've ever experienced that really mm. because even in religious it definitely felt a little bit like taboo minority in, in a way, like we yeah. all we've all talked about how that that movie really was like what we considered our call to action to to make this podcast right, like to to, to yeah. start speaking up about it. But I, in terms of a, a a pop culture touchstone that I remember and it was got me thinking about about being an atheist was uh, the John Lennon song "Imagine," mm. because there is that line that's like "Imagine no religion." I wonder if you can. Yeah. And then, you know, nothing to kill or die for uh, a brother. And I remember thinking like, huh, like, what would that, you know, I, I honestly, he's, he's kind of right. I don't know that I can think about what it would be like to have no religion and like mm-hmm. nothing to kill or die for really stuck with me as a, as a teenager. Cause it was like realizing I was very anti-war. I mean, I still am, but I was very anti-war as a teenager when the Gulf war was happening. Oh, sure. I was like, protesting at school and you know for all the fucking good that could do my i had all these stories of my mom protesting vietnam and stuff right and so like i felt very much like we were gonna actually have something to do with this not realizing that uh this particular religion was being 
fought and died for over oil which wasn't yeah. going anywhere you know like but yeah i would say that i don't know that i've ever seen anything that made me go this is this is good this is good for for kids because they're going to understand that be i guess the golden compass Oh, mm. the the golden compass books uh uh the the and the the so i'm hoping that maybe with the new hbo series and kids read those books those books do talk about how being an atheist is okay mm-hmm. uh in fact they are the good guys you know it's yeah. the, it's the religious people that are the bad guys and the people who don't believe in that but it's not really ever really talked about as atheism no. yeah it's more of an allegory the right kids so are smart and they'll draw, they'll figure it yeah, out yeah yeah all right okay question four what is a favorite pop culture IP that would not exist without religion? I'm tempted to say Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but I actually think most of the monsters don't have a religious background. It's more mythical, but I guess one person's myth is another's religion. Mm. One movie I would definitely that I like that would not exist without Christianity is Constantine. Oh, what's sure. your What's your pick? Oh, Good Omens. Good Omens mm. is, a, is a great. Good Omens yep. is great, and, and Pratchett and, and Gaiman, and it's it's. 100% Christian mytholo- mythology mm-hmm. and we would not have it without that and it is a great story and I really enjoy the characters even though I feel good. nothing for the religion it's a really good story yeah 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 that's a really good that's a good answer uh I think uh <sighs> for me even though it's not Christianity uh Star Wars I mean there's yeah. there's a central religious concept to star wars now, the, Buddhism a lot. Yeah. Yeah. and the thing that doesn't bother me about it of course is it's real right you know within the within the framework of star wars the force and the jedi and all this magic and shit it's real you see it it's happening yeah you know so Tangible. yeah i don't have a problem with religion that is real <laughs> you know within the yeah. framework of a, of a movie so so it works for me and it doesn't yeah i i have it's never bugged me but yet, obviously star uh, wars couldn't exist without it and yet i am highly critical of the religious aspects of star wars and because yeah. like, like the magic and the force yeah it's real but like the religions that crop up around that the sith and the jedi are garbage kind of messed like, up they're yeah. really bad they, they do bad things both of them like it's yep. yeah it's that's interesting uh i think i i yeah i really think you know, they say, you know, the, with the whole like one person's myth is another person's religion. Uh, I really think that American Gods, mm, which is another sure. game and uh, joint. But uh, American Gods is a book that I, I really enjoyed that really wouldn't exist without all religion yeah. in that way. Um, similarly, uh, Sandman was something that really was uh, sure. formative to me when I was young uh, in my teenage years. And I that presupposes that it's all true. It's all true, all of it. Every religion was right. They're all right because it all exists. And there is, you know, uh, and so the same with American gods. It's like all of the gods exist, all of them. Everything that anybody ever worshipped from the mammoth skull on a stick that this one tribe worshipped, you know, back before Pangea split, you know, all the way to everything, you know. Crossing the land bridge. yeah, Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's it's super interesting that, that I, I really like that. I really like a lot of Gaiman's work maybe is what I'm, yeah. what I'm kind of focusing sure. on. Mm. So, okay. Question five. Let's say we have some straight up Scarlet Witch infinity gauntlet reality altering powers and we use them to remove religion from the history of our world. All right. I snapped. All right. Is the world a better place without religion 
or is it basically the same because we would find countless other reasons to otherize people outside our groups? What do you guys think? I, uh, do you mind if I, Please. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, getting rid, rid of religion would not get rid of like racism and misogyny, but it would take away a, an excuse or a reason that people hide behind for things mm. like racism and misogyny. So, mm -hmm. I mean, we wouldn't solve those problems, but uh, because people wouldn't have this absolute unquestionable thing to hide behind to excuse their shit behavior mm -hmm. and bad beliefs, then maybe we could have more productive conversations about it. Mm -hmm. Maybe we could have more productive conversations about um, reproductive health if it wasn't just like, sorry, nope, God says no, and not, you know, an actual discussion. Yeah. It wasn't just someone hiding behind belief mm -hmm. uh, uh, to excuse their bad opinions. I think, too, if we had no religion, like snap of a finger, there was never religion. Something that would be really interesting is uh, the economy, because so many people are uh, they, they not only is it tithing to the church or in some cases giving all of their money to these, you know, prosperity gospel uh, monsters that are preying on the, the believers. But also, if people didn't think there was a reward waiting for them after they died, that that this isn't all we get. If people no. didn't, if people thought, if people didn't think that, well, when I'm, when I'm in heaven, that's when I'll be rich. And they actually had to focus on this is it. This is what I get. I need to be good to my life, myself, my, 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 my people, my body, my community, my house, you know, all of that. I, I wonder if all that money that's currently going to, to churches, if that was just gone and that was just, people just kept that money. And also if they thought this was the, all the life they got, maybe they would spend the money making a better life for themselves. Maybe we would sure. see, you know, just a, a, we might see a radical difference in, in social programs and yeah. in all of that, you know, plus that yeah. money that's taxed plus all the taxes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Tim, I think I think in general, the answer is it would be better because, I mean, there are things like uh, I mean, there there are more Christians in jail than atheists. Right. I mean, as, as a percentage of the population, being a Christian does not prevent you from doing horrible things to other people. Right. So not being a Christian, all, I, the number of people doing horrible things to other people probably wouldn't change because morality i think overall is a function of how we're taught and who we are it's and that doesn't that doesn't have to come from religion and in fact i don't think it does come religion as evidenced by how many people who are deeply religious and still end up murdering people and raping mm -hmm. people and mm -hmm. and doing all these terrible things in the knowing that their religion says it's wrong so I don't think it would be worse. Now, there are things that I think would be lost, and maybe that's okay. It's like I think about things like, hell, the fucking Parthenon in Greece is a temple. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't exist anymore. All of the, all, a ton of art that was created in a lot of eras, all of it was religious iconography. And that's not great. It's a shame that, that, Art wasn't allowed to be creative at that time, but would those things develop in the same way? Maybe they would, and maybe it'd all be great. Um, I'm willing to lose that. I'm yeah, absolutely yeah. willing to lose that. But I would be sorry that was gone. And I think mm -hmm. that's that's the trade-off. There are some things that religion has allowed the creation of 
that I would be upset were gone, but I think yeah. overall society would be in a better place. Well, that was so. five questions from Adulterated Evil. Adulterated hey. Evil, thanks. Adulterated Evil. Uh, if you are a Patreon supporter and you send us your five questions, we will bump them to the top of the list. If you are a Patreon supporter throwing us a couple more bucks a month, uh, you can get access to uh, YouTube videos or recordings of our episodes, and you can see uh, special stuff <laughs> happening that's just for the people that can see the video and, and no one else. And, and who knows why Tim's laughing right now. It could be anything. It could be nothing. But you'll only know if you're seeing these videos that we have for some supporters and not others. Um, speaking of, we have an idea in the works for a patron exclusive episode coming up in the future. We're working on it. We're uh, realized that some of that has been delayed by the pandemic. We appreciate your patience on all that as we go. Um, but uh, it'll, it'll be there. We're, we've got something in mind for you all. Thank you all for your support so much. Uh, otherwise, hey, you don't have to be a patron to support us. You can leave us reviews on whatever means by which you are listening to our podcast, or even just drop us some comments and yeah, likes comments. on Facebook. Uh, we love to interact with y'all. Please uh, leave us a note and let us know what's up with the episodes as you listen to them. We will respond. We like y'all. Otherwise, we've been Geeks Without God, and we'll be back on another Tuesday with another boner. What? <laughs> Bye. Hey, Siri, you want to come up with a closing joke for me? I don't want for much. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. Until next time, you can find us blogging and listen to past podcasts at geekswithoutgod.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at geekswithoutgod. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Like I said, the one, the one series that I was like, oh, I'd be interested in, then it was like, oh, fuck, it's Joss Whedon, motherfucker.